What if I just hit the old record button? I don't know, Matt. What if you did that? <laughs> hey ho! No disrespect, but it's awfully quiet in here with just the two of us. <laughs> I know. I know. We've had so much fun having gigga guests, and we have so many fun ones lined up. But are you are you are you bored with me? Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> are you just bored with me? I love our, our our just us time. It's just it's you you know how I am. You know how I am a creature of habit, and I felt like yeah. we got into a sync and a rhythm, and mm-hmm. now we're switching it up. And I love that switching it up this season means the Matt and AK duo, <laughs> as opposed to the other one, which was one guest in the first season. Yeah. It's exactly what we said we wanted, though. We wanted a community. We wanted more people to talk to. And everybody is, we got y'all crawling out of the woodwork to talk to mm-hmm. us. We get it. We're I popular. Know. We're very popular. <laughs> popular. Um, I don't yes. know if you know this, but you know, neurospiciness is so hot right now. It's so hot right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's why we kind of thought we would talk ab- about that. Today is just uh, neurospiciness and, and how, you know, when it rains, it pours. All of our friends' children are being diagnosed with ADHD, yes. which is an amazing thing. And we've talked many times how, how envious of <laughs> kids we are. <laughs> but the flip side of that is all the parents are then going, okay, so wait, if my kid has ADHD, where did it come from? Bum, bum, bum. Or... Oh, record scratch moment happening in a lot of lives. Or they are walking with their children through the diagnosis for ADHD, autism, and a thousand other spectrumed disorders. Yeah. And they're reading the questions and they're going, oh, my God. Yes. 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 I had dinner with some friends from college last weekend, and that's exactly what they like. Several of my friends said was going on with them. To which I say, "Good on you! Thank you! Yeah! Thank you for being a proactive parent and helping your kid, instead of those of us Gen Xers and elder millennials who were told to toughen up." Yep, tough it up. (laughs) Get get back in the corner, kid, and shut your mouth. Nobody ever said that to either of us. (laughs) No, it's just a quick little disclaimer. It just just sounds. Cool. I'll just go ahead and blanket statement. We understand that every generation of parent does the best they can, and their children think they really beeped stuff up mm-hmm. <laughs> until the next generation comes. Mm-hmm. And that generation that swore they were going to do better and they were going to be nothing like their parents or probably exactly like their parents. Because, man, raising kids is hard. I say it's non-parent. So we salute you, yes. parents. Yes. Tr- trust trust us. We're watching you, friends who are parents. We don't understand your pain fully, but we see it. And we, we see react. You. We see you. We do see you, we actually. See you. So I've been thinking about this specifically through the lens of, you know, on our last episode, we had our, our guest, our lore keeper, Fitz. <laughs> And so the question came up about if you didn't have ADHD in our case, like if you could give it back, would you? Right. Yeah, that was cool. And I've been thinking about that a lot of would I give it back or would I have wanted to be diagnosed with it earlier to start to learn some of the coping mechanisms that I now have in my 40s? 
Yes, yes. And then just this week during our uh, Bivens Brothers creative meeting, you gave mm-hmm. uh, an incredible example of how, how our brains work as opposed to how my brother's brain works and what goes through our heads when we have something as simple as a doctor's appointment during the day and how, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. I have been talking about this a lot, just how in our before diagnosis, we would see an hour-long doctor's appointment as an hour-long doctor's appointment. But because we have to build tools, because of all the failure that that, of course, uh, creates in our life, of course it isn't just an hour. It's a, it's a half hour to get there. It's a half hour to get back. It's, it's a half hour to prep for that. It's all, it's all the things that we don't, we don't have that, right? But we have learned that. And it was fun to see, to hear my brother go, Oh, yeah, 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 you just factor those things in. But to us, we have to do it every time. And that's an example of uh, leveling up. And, and so you, you suggested that the topic today be leveling up with ADHD. And I love it. Have we? Will we? Have we? Will we? Let us discuss. But first, mm-hmm. shall we roll <laughs> some <laughs> little <laughs> math <laughs> clickety clacks? Instant dopamine rush. What did you get? I got three. Wow. Big three. Number three. Allison. What is your favorite D&D class to play and why? Oh, so hard because I love so many of them. I will say that I tend to go sorcerer because as we've talked about many, many, many times, I like to be a magic caster for the most part. Although I will admit, and Fitz pointed this out to me last night, that I've been really leaning into some martial classes lately, except for I tend to choose subclasses that have some kind of magic something. I just love me some wild magic, man. Yeah, I really do. Wow, I love that. Do I? I want to. Do I get yes. to spoil people? Matt and I rolled up some new characters to introduce you guys to the magic that is Dungeons and Dragons. I know. So, spoiler alert! I play a sorcerer in it. You play a sorcerer, <laughs> and so. you know exactly. Um, you know, one thing I forgot to do, of course, because I don't know whether I've ever, I've ever told you this, but uh, I have ADHD. <gasps> What? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> we should start a podcast about it. Hey, Matt, do you want to be on my podcast about ADHD and Dungeons and Dragons? I would love to, because there's so many things I feel like I could learn about myself if I could, if I could just talk to someone about Anyway, the reason that we are, we are now talking about ADHD, but we're also talking about Dungeons and Dragons, is that ADHD is a podcast that tries to find the intersection between ADHD, ADHD and TTRPGs. <laughs> Love it. We did it right that time. <laughs> and I, I rolled a 97. I'm not, whoa. So I got three from the bottom and yeah. you got three from the top. Boom. Synchronicities, man. What is your yes. in-game note-taking style? Oh. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> well, okay. That's, that is such a topic that I think we still... I feel like we've done a podcast about it. We could still do another one. But uh, my end game note-taking style is definitely chaotic. 
I am typically the game master. So I'm already juggling a ton of balls, plates, machetes, yeah. chainsaws. All on so fire. Every one of them. They're all flaming. Everything. <laughs> Even the chainsaw is on fire. <laughs> God, that's terrifying. Uh, I'm already juggling a bunch of stuff. Uh, so when I am when I am game mastering, I'm not great at taking notes, which is why I'm so, so lucky to have at least two incredible lore keepers. Our friend Matt Williams, who I truly don't know how he does what he does. He doesn't even look like he's taking notes. It doesn't even look like he is distracted by, it's just some magical thing that he's doing, and and, and, uh, he'll spit back all this lore that I've made up off the top of my head. So, and then of course, our official lore keeper uh, of this podcast is Fitz. And so I have to admit that when I'm game mastering, I do I do tend to rely on them, which is a lazy habit mm-hmm. of mine that I should probably change. At Gary Con, I was trying to be as non-digital as possible, and I had this cool little book that my mama gave me for Christmas. It's so cute. And a pen. Yeah, and I was just I was just writing and I was I was really trying to be in the moment and not write too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing about a lot of people who have ADHD is that a lot of times taking notes and or doodling is a way to help, help focus uh, focus and listening, mm-hmm. which is a little known fact, but it it has always been the case for me. So, I will uh, whether it is on, a, on an iPad or, or with a pen and paper, I am kind of hitting the highlights of what is happening simply so I can re- reference names and stuff. And I just kind of hope for the best. My toxic trait is that yeah. whether I am DMing or playing, I just don't take notes and I rely on everybody else. <laughs> yeah. um. So with that said, want to talk about what we want to talk yeah. about? Let's talk about what we want to talk about. Which is leveling up with ADHD. What does that even mean? Leveling up with ADHD. What does that mean? It probably means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. What does it mean to you, Allison? (laughs) Well, it's interesting. So I'm preparing to run a a one-shot for our lovely patrons soon. And playing in this one-shot is Mm. my friend Sam, who has never played an ounce of D&D before. And so earlier today, Mm. I was taking her through the character sheet. And one of the questions she had was around leveling up with experience points, XP, or milestone. Mm. Um, So when you ask the question, like, what does it mean to you, like... So experience points means you're doing things, tasks, you know, fighting evil along the way. And you're literally being rewarded, which is something we've talked about is it's it's the dopamining, right? It's the rewarding your brain yes. for doing the thing you know that you have to do. And that's one way to level up. Uh, so you get into that flow state with the, the, the dopamine boosts or there are milestones that you hit that like once I am earning this amount of money, I've leveled up in my career or once I, you know, my house is consistently clean. I've leveled up in my, you know, plight against clutter. Uh, So it's, it's reaching whatever that, that peak is on a really consistent basis. I think. What about you? Yes. Um, I was a little distracted while you were talking because again, with the synchronicity right before I called you up today, I was going as, as I have been for a while, kind of refining this concept of an RPG methodology mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that I've talked about before. And I, I've been really focused on context switching. And I, I'm just trying to find the right terms that will entice me, make me excited about doing things, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and as you said that, I was like, yes, the difference between XP, like gaining XP, which is in Dungeons and Dragons, at least it's, it's points. Mm-hmm. So like you said, uh, killing a monster gives you XP, but we don't play that way. We play with, like you said, the milestone system, which mm-hmm. is you get from A to B. You level up. You get from B to C. You level up. You get to C today. You level up. And you level up. <laughs> did we just did we just uh, write our ADHD theme song? You level up. You level up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's been on the to-do list we since did. episode one. That's been on the list. Exactly. <laughs> level up. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's the way we play, and mostly because it's easier for me, yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I just have never, I've never thought of that. But it has been hard for me to say, okay, look, there's a difference between my personal growth, my personal life growth, meaning doing this podcast with you. The things that I feel are, are important to my soul, there's a difference between that and the client work, my my the things that I have to do, I want to do them, but they are more, this is allowing me to live my life, puts mm-hmm. food on the table, brings money in the bank, so on and so forth. And then there's, of course, just basic upkeep, like going to the doctor, calling your mom, eating grits, or whatever you would give XP for, right? Like, those are experiences, and you you get rewarded for doing them, but the milestones versus the just day-to-day XP. So I wrote that down while you were saying that. I was like, that's the word I want. Milestone is an exciting thing. In Mm -hmm. my mind, going back to your actual question, the examples of leveling up for me have been the days before I knew I had ADHD and I would always, always be late. And then I learned that I have to be aware that I, because of time blindness, I cannot, I cannot compute mm-hmm. time properly. I do not see it correctly. We talk a lot about how you and I have to go to the airport early because we've we got sick of the panic that we felt when we were late and we were running around and we hated ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is a level up. Another level up for me is it's a constant struggle, but my attempts to try to weed out the distractions that constantly call to me all Mm -hmm. the time, where I say no to things, where I don't let other people derail a conversation Mm -hmm. because I want to derail it myself. And so if I have any kind of assistance for that, oh boy. So my ability to say, I really want to do that right now, but I've got to finish what I'm doing right now before I get to the thing I really want to do. That might just struggle to do that. I have made strides in that. You know, it's funny because there are some things that in some ways I feel like leveling up for me is also accepting. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, especially before diagnosis, there was a lot of violence towards me, right? Me, me on me violence. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, what? The living is my problem. Yes. Why can't I leave? You know, 
Uh, and, and so one of the biggest things is that's just the way it is, dude. I'm yeah. so, so sorry. You're, it's not going to change. You know, it's interesting that you say that, and I agree for you, but I think one of my big, biggest leveling ups is yes. my fairly newfound willingness to change. I think that was oh. 20 years ago Allison's problem is she was very, this is how I am. Take it or leave it. I'm also going to be really mean to you about it. Whereas like now I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying really hard to adopt a new like softness, be a little bit more like heart centered about it and be open. So yes, that's interesting that you say that that would be one of the main things for you because I can't stop doing new things. You're far, far less stubborn about new things than you were just a few months ago. We had an experience recently where we took you to one of our favorite restaurants. We ordered one of our favorite pizzas that you had turned down a couple of years ago because mm. you do not like onions. But we said, trust us, man. Take a chance. And I think you liked it. I loved I think it. you liked the pizza. Hot it's, it's dogs. It's such a good freaking pizza. I did. I looked at Matt, mouthful of pizza covered in onions. I, onions for me, they're a, uh, they're mm -hmm. a flavoring. You put them in things. They're not the main event. I do not love onions. Yes, but I'm you know I need to not dislike so many things. I think that's where a yeah. lot of my leveling up comes from. It's the good hard look at myself and the things I don't like that I choose to change, based yeah. on. The things I don't like about other people that I wish I could change. Interesting. <laughs> and so, like, when it comes to food, growing up, I was the world's pickiest eater. I only wanted mac and cheese, basically. Like, that's it. I, that's <laughs> all I wanted to eat all the time. Um, and part of that was in, like... The way that food was prepared growing up in the 80s and 90s in Alabama, it was a textural thing. So I was I was being yeah. fed a lot of very mushy, over-salted. That doesn't mean I don't like vegetables. It means I like roasted or raw vegetables, you know, but like we didn't we yeah. didn't figure that out until late in the game. But man, sometimes it's just a freaking bummer to go out to a meal with somebody and have them hate everything. I, I don't like that behavior. Mm. Now, dietary restrictions do not count here. I understand that there right. are some things yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, people cannot eat. But I, one of my greatest joys, and I get into fights with my friends about this, if, I think there's two kinds of people in this world. There are food sharers and there are Joey doesn't share food, <laughs> you know, and I have friends mm. who are both. And I love to be a food Joey sharer. So uh, Joey doesn't share food. But when yeah. you have that one friend who's like, I will only eat yellow foods, <laughs> I will eat pasta and cheese. Right. It's frustrating. It's annoying. Sorry, friends who are yeah. picky eaters who are hearing this <laughs> revealed on the podcast. And so I made a conscious decision to not be that girl, <laughs> to be a joy yeah. to go out to eat meals with because I want to be adventurous and try things and be delicious and what's on everybody's plates. But uh, another w wonderful new thing about you is your burgeoning woo-woo side. <laughs> and what would woo-woo Allison say about that? Would you then say, it's not the things that you don't like about yourself. It's the th things that you want to grow into, things you that you want to... You have been listening. A good 60 
to 40% of the time, Allison. I listen. Um, but no, yes, I mean, how do, how do we rephrase that in, in, in not critique, but like growth? And how do, we, how do we rephrase it in a way that's not beating ourselves up, right? Yes, I kind of did that. And, and so good on you for, for calling it out and, and, and framing mm-hmm. it correctly. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo, well, Matthew, woo woo ideology says that all you have to do is focus on what you want <laughs> and not what you don't have. Focus on what you want. Right. So this is me saying I want to be a joy to go to restaurants with. I want to be mm. a joy to be around. I want to be someone that my friends know that they can call on to go get into some shenanigans. My leveling up is all about focusing on the person that I most want to be. Yes. Yeah. Woo-woo. Yeah. My latest has been, I want to be the kind of person who, when her friends want to come over to her house, she says yes and doesn't go into a panic of shoving things under the bed. That's been okay. my leveling up of late and what has kind of kicked me into the whole, what if we just like kept things a little tidier all along rather than waiting for like a once a month or maybe longer than that? Because I'm always, I'm always catching up. I'm always behind the eight ball. And so, you know, I yes. think where I am right now is how do I get ahead of the things that I want? That's beautiful because uh, we can kind of talk about that and ADHD and how I'm sure this is not across the board, but I would I would wager that a high percentage of people with ADHD brains are at least cluttered, if not messy or disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I think there's definitely a difference. I live mm-hmm. in the clean clutter mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you know I'm not disgusting. It's not like food is left everywhere yeah. and plates and uh, yeah. Not anymore. Let's just say that. not anymore. Um, so th- those days are gone, thank- thankfully. Leveling up, thank you. Um, See? But it is, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult because, and my coach just talked about this today, how if something isn't defined, mm-hmm. there's so much gray area. Like, mm-hmm. at least my brain has the desire for a sharp edge definition, mm-hmm. meaning this thing has to go here mm-hmm. or it's on the floor, mm-hmm. period. If, yes. if there is not a bucket, and if that bucket, the bucket also has to be relatively unfilled, right? Yep. So this thing has to go in this bucket or it's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Because the gray area, the middle, the middle ground is so cavernous, Fast. right? And um, another one, as we talk about leveling up from uh, Casey Davis, Domestic Blisters, is the nightly reset. Yes. And I've talked about this mm. uh, with you and Evan recently, where I've, I've the reframing that I need is how can I be good to tomorrow, Allison? <laughs> because yeah, apparently I don't care about cool. today, Allison. But I think that that's important. <laughs> I think, like, honestly, like, it's only crazy if it doesn't work, right? And I'm being a little mm-hmm. bit cavalier when I, I obviously care about today, Allison. But, like, when I do something now, I'm like, think about how happy I'm going to be tomorrow when I wake up and my room is sparkling. Think about yep. how wonderful it's going to be when I'm not feeling stressed next week because I actually got my work done this week. And so I'm now constantly looking at how can I be good to future state? So, okay. So this, I'm going to kind of switch gears, but kind of not, because I have a genuine okay. question about leveling up for you as a dungeon master. See, we got it. We got to cross over into D&D now. Oh, yes. 
that I think applies to this. If we start talking about like future versions of ourselves and how we can be good to them. Mm-hmm. Do you know when we talk about milestones for leveling up in D&D, do you have like yeah. after they fight this person or find this artifact or do this thing, they're going to level up? Or is it just much more like you look at the thing that we just went through and say, wow, they they went through a lot. I'm going to reward them with a level up. Do you pre-plan or do, is it more on the fly? It, it depends. Okay. I think it. there's certain times that it is sort of decreed almost that it seems like it, mm-hmm. it sh- absolutely should and then yes there, there are times where like oh right right I haven't <laughs> haven't leveled anyone up yet <laughs> they've done a whole lot of stuff this should be a milestone <laughs> that makes sense. it does yeah, yeah. I just wonder okay. that about that within the context of like milestone leveling up in our own lives. Like we know mm-hmm. all of the the normal ones, right? You know, like getting married and having kids and like, you know, like the big things that society has deemed milestone advancement worthy. Mm-hmm. And some of those mm-hmm. things just aren't going to apply to us. And I don't I don't want right. to be defined by some of those things or I'm just I like, right. you know, the jigs up. I'm not going to have kids. So that's if, if I have to wait to have right. kids to level up that I guess I'm stuck here forever. That doesn't seem fair. Um, no. So, you know, I think about that as like kind of tying this all back together, like understanding now that the things I'm doing today are for tomorrow, Allison. So are we pre-planning our milestones or will we just know when we've hit them that we've leveled up? You know, mm. I guess a milestone is kind of like a goal. But to your point, sometimes cool stuff happens. On, and I think that was kind of the spirit to which I brought into this episode thinking like, hey, Matt and I have really leveled up lately. Like, I'm so freaking proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I don't know. It's like, I guess there's this part of my brain that's I'm like, how do we replicate this? How do we keep motivated and keep that carrot dangling well, down the line so we keep wanting to level up? Because it's kind of cool. I think it is similar, though, to the game, because let's say an adventuring party comes to a crossroads and they can either go into a spooky, decrepit uh, windmill. windmill. They could go into this scary windmill, right? Uh, Or they could have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Or... (laughs) What if those are both not good options, my dude? (laughs) I I was going to say, or they could keep going to the new city where they could depose a dictator tater that is in control of that city by setting the entire city on fire, right? Yeah. Those are three <laughs> options in my, in my mind. Uh, yeah. Probably there would be leveling up for it, each of those options, right? Okay. I, I'm not saying that they're on the same level, but they are relatively worthy of leveling up, right? Okay. It's yeah. interesting to think about, right? Because if, you know, what we know of time both in-game and IRL, is that it is not linear. And so in our Barovia game that you've heard us mention before, Matt had this Mm -hmm. encounter all planned for us. I mean, when we talk about dangling a carrot, there was a gigantic neon (laughs) sign pointing us to this windmill encounter. Yep, And... (laughs) even know how we justified it. I don't even remember. But for for whatever reason, the party got to where our lovely DM was, you know, pointing us to. I will not use the phrase railroading. Um, and we said, yeah. Yeah. 
here's the Looks thing. scary. I don't want to go in there. But that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it was not given a good vibe. We all rolled real high on perception, and that was that. Yeah. But, yeah. okay, had we reached and gone through whatever horrors awaited us at that right. time, which was back at, like, I don't know, probably level seven or eight, and uh-huh. hopefully, you know, had defeated them, we would have leveled up. But now we're, what, level 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. If we go back to that, you know, it's not going to be the same encounter now and, and might not exactly. be worthy of a level up, which is the whole point of leveling up, that the things that were once right. hard for you are no longer hard for you because you leveled yes. up. Well, exactly. It, it, the XP becomes relative to everything and then the milestones probably fewer and farther between. And so, mm, interesting. So does the dungeon master in that case then level up? The windmill. Have to they match? Not have they blindly. Have they leveled up? Have they exactly. been through experiences and gained milestones and loved and lost? And <laughs> which is wow. Which is exactly what you are going through because you are you are currently in a in a very open space where let's say you would go to that windmill right now. You did not want to go. You were like, uh-uh, nasty. I am not going into that. So you you did not go into the windmill then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the right choice for you at the time. But maybe mm-hmm. now you're like, I'm gonna tr- I'm going to eat olives until I like olives. I'm gonna find the olive that is going to be tolerable. I'm not saying it's not gonna be hard, but have olives have olives themselves leveled up. I think they might have for the good. Like, I bet you in this artisanal world that we live in, there is a beautiful olive that has your name on it that you will eat and go, that's delicious. You know, that's that's a level up. Because, yes, in the past, olives came black in a can or green and red in a jar. That's what olives were. If you did not live in New York City or Europe, right? Like, that's what olives were. Similarly, whatever is in that windmill either has become better or worse. You won't know until you... I'm not going to metagame this during a podcast. (laughs) But we keep using vegetable analogies, but, like... That's true. I I maintain... That's your only hang-up. Your only hang-up is vegetables. It's vegetables. (laughs) And murder. No. Um... Okay. But that was, it's mm. not that I didn't like asparagus, green beans, and Brussels sprouts, which is like right. 90% of my diet now. Then uh, yeah, yeah. I, it was just, I didn't, yeah. they hadn't leveled up. They were mushing in a can and, and I was exactly. not down for that. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. The vegetables have leveled up. The people have leveled up. <laughs> the characters have leveled up. The world has leveled up. Yes. I love yes. all of this really, really hard. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I didn't. I didn't know that we were gonna g- go here, but that's that's the fun. I never know where we're gonna go. I've, I don't this is, So here, okay. Here's another way that I've leveled up. I used to have nonstop conversations with other people running in my head. Mm-hmm. I, I had loving conversations with other people running in my head. I had fights with other people. I had neutral conversation. Mm-hmm. Always there was just a script going. Mm. And I finally learned, I'm just, I'm just coming to this realization right here live on the podcast. I did not realize that I don't do this anymore because it's a waste of time. 
because I have no wow. idea what you're going to do. So why would I try having a conversation with you in my head when you're an X factor and always will be anybody other than me? Wow. I don't know what they're going to do. Whoa. Damn. Yes. Holy crap. I just, do you know, like when you haven't done something in so long and so like you don't miss it anymore and then you think about it, that's what just happened to me. But to your point, I didn't know what this was going to be about. And I was okay with that. I was okay to say, Matt and I are going to turn on our microphones and we're going to chitter chatter about ADHD and D and D. And then we're going to make it into a podcast. And we're going to release that. We're going to invite other people to listen to the process. Wild. (laughs) The security. I mean, and I think that's what past versions of myself, that was the real, it was the insecurity, right? So I had Uh to try and control the room and and control what I thought you were going to do so I could control how I was going to react and like all, it's all insecurity, man. Yes. Ah, wild. I don't know whether this fits or not, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, One of the, one of the things I've been really super focused on uh, since Gary Khan is you and Fitz sitting me down and saying, I don't think you're a bard, Matt. I think you're a warlock. That has really affected me in ways that I just did not expect. And your reasoning was, both of you said, because I do things that are surprising and seem to come from somewhere else. Hmm? And if I really think about it, what was I holding on to a concept of being a bard? It was really a slightly negative thing, which was being a jack-of-all-trades, master of nothing. And in my mind, I love that, but it's also a slight slight on me, right? Mm-hmm. But a patron, being a warlock and having a patron, something that's outside me that is kind of like, ooh, I'm going to create the chaos. I'm going to give you the power to do something, it kind of softens that blow of me having to do it, right? Like to say, okay, so the chaos is the chaos. The chaos is the ADHD. The chaos is embraceable. It's also something to be furious at sometimes, but Mm -hmm. that has really been interesting to me as far as like, I kind of consider that as level up. But does that mean that I'm multiclassing? Which is Uh-oh. Or, or that I've always been a warlock and I thought that I was a bard. I don't know. But that that feels like a level up to me to say, dude, just let it go, man. You know, just like let it, let the chaos reign and then and then just allow it. Um, interesting. I love that. I would argue for both of us that we didn't multiclass, that realizing who we are now is who we were always meant to be, mm-hmm. is the level up. So in the same way that I have to release the notion, I don't even know what I what I would have branded myself as. I, I think I always would cling to sorcerer, <laughs> full circle back mm-hmm. to the beginning of the episode now, yeah, because wow. I love that wild magic, because I, I love to be a chaos gremlin. And mm-hmm. I think that was a slide on myself saying that, I was getting my power from something random, from something Mm. intangible, you know, and that I didn't know how to control it. And and so the evolution of me to paladin doesn't mean that I was a sorcerer. It means that I was a paladin all along. I just didn't know how to tap into my passion and my spark and, you know, the the what the fandom (laughs) aspect of me, as you put it. Yes, it is fandom. Sure. But it's it's you're also our greatest champion. 
you champion us. You champion these things that we share. That's the whole thing about the paladins, that you are, you are, yes, you are devout about the thing, which is the fandom part, but yeah. you're also devout about us, and you champion your friends, and you yeah. you are there for them, and you're like, mm. come on, guys, we can... That's the sound of your horse. Unicorn. I don't know why it sounds like that. Yes, unicorn, sorry, yes. But yeah. wouldn't you argue that I, I wasn't actually a sorcerer? I was, and I would say the same thing right back yeah. at you about warlock. Is that like we were trying to put ourselves into these you know places that we didn't quite fit because they were the closest to our approximation of ourselves, mm-hmm. and the level up is saying no. <laughs> this is what I am. No, dig a, this dig is a little what deeper. I'm capable of. Yeah. Yeah. So in D&D, when you build a character, you choose your race, you choose your class, you choose your subclass. You also choose a background. And I think you mm-hmm. were mistaking your performer background for your entire personality. And that is exactly what I wrote down right before we talked today. The difference between background and class, the passion like, what are my life things? You know, my my personal life, my my career life. But that's that's the difference. One is my like training, and that's having clients and and learning about code and working together on that stuff. That is my background. But what what is this that we're doing right now? That's more magic. Magic, yeah. That's that's the fun. That's the leveling up. That's the stuff that actually level up. That's the class. That's what you. That's the core. Right? Mm hmm. Yes. Well, I love all this. I had no idea what was coming. We turned those mics on and we got there as per use. As per use. You level up! <laughs> you level up! Hey, 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 level up! <laughs> Good work, us. Good job. Thanks for being on my podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you for listening and being a part of our ADHD 20 and larger Bivens Brothers creative community. If you're looking for more, we have a hopping discord that a couple of us affectionately call the Honeycomb Kill Room. Look for the join link in the show notes. We talk about all kinds of things. TTRPGs and ADHD for sure, but also TV, comics, video games, movies, theater, our pets, and really anything else on our minds. Come be nerds with us and all our friends. We also have a Patreon. Every day, work on a Bivens Brothers original is senselessly ignored for the sake of billable hours. And those podcasts, videos, and live streams are crying out for help. For just $2 a month, you too can be a Bivens Brothers angel, ensuring this content is seen and heard. By supporting our Patreon, you're helping more Bivens Brothers originals like this very podcast see the clear light of day. The best way you can help us, though, is just to share this cast with the people you think will like it. Thank you for being a pal to us as people, to ADHD 20, the podcast, and to the greater Bivens Brothers creative commonwealth of nerds.